0: Hey, Dean. Hey, Wags. What you doing? I'm ready to drink. All right. On Barney's Legends podcast, we've got a uh, former professional bartender here. Wags, what are you thinking? Uh, I think today we should bake a Bernie Blast. And of course, we're going to be using Leap Spirits vodka. And uh, then let's just go ahead and get started here, Dave, shall we? So yes. let's do it. First of all, what we're going to do is we're going to put one and a half ounces of OJ in the bottom of an empty glass. So this is like a health drink, then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now we're going to just cover that with ice. And then, now, we're going to move over to the side. And uh, we can come in here and take a close look. Uh, We're going to pour in uh, ingredients successively in separate mixing glass. We've got our vodka. Your choice of blue Caraco. Blue Caraco? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do they have green and gold Caraco, do you know? I I don't think it would be necessary for green and gold. Um, as much as I love where your head's at, Dane, it's blue. And then we're going to put in some ginger ale, four and a half ounces of lemonade. Alright, and now we're ready to mix. So if you have a mixer, we can just pour ahead. This is an old bartender trick when you're at your tailgate. Just pour it back and forth. We've got our main drink class with the OJ. We're ready to go. I'll tell you what, I'm excited to drink some of this leaf spirit vodka. Whatever it's in, it's going to be really good. I know that. All right. And finally, we are going to garnish with a lemon twist. Okay, there's the gold portion of our green and gold. like it. There you go, Dan. Thanks, Mike. Let me have a sip delicious smooth Leap spirits vodka terrific thank you eggs absolutely cheers go back out
1: I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart's start. All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't sure with no mercy cut and no slack, no. I ain't the best sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will
2: What up, what up? Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. We are so fortunate tonight to be joined by let's be real, folks, a stud. A stud in the making, Parker White kicker for the Green Bay Packers. Parker, welcome to Lombardi's Legends podcast. How you doing, man?
3: I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dane. Super excited to tell my story or answer a couple of questions or, you know, whatever that looks like. So uh, looking forward to uh, getting to meet some of the uh, best fans in the NFL.
2: Dude, so right away, I got to ask you, you're fresh on the team. Let's keep it real. How does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer, Parker?
3: Yeah, it's uh, still pretty surreal. Like, I don't even have really a good answer for you other than just, you know, being so excited to just get up there and, you know, help a team win because that's really what it's all about. So um, I've heard it's kind of like a college town, but the college is the Green Bay Packers. So it's just everything kind of revolves around uh, around the team and around Lambeau. So uh, I've had the pleasure of going up twice and I've seen a little bit of the city and um looks super cool and I'm fortunate, you know, to – um, to have been teammates in college with two current players already, so have a little bit of a um, of an in there and, and know a couple guys already. So looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Parker. i just kind of curious. Um, you know, you've been uh, out of college now for over a year, and now you signed this futures deal with the Packers on January 10th. Can you you walk us through that process first of all, just? you know, what your mental state is, as you go through entire process and, and you're not on a team this past season. But um, then when you find out that you had signed with the Packers and, and what that moment was like.
3: Yeah. So um, just to give you a little bit of a walkthrough of what I did in 2022 after college, before I signed was uh, going through the draft process, all that pro day, all that fun stuff, then got an opportunity with, um, Kansas city and rookie mini camp. And then also again with Tampa Bay and um, felt like I did pretty well and had some other um, pre-draft workouts and stuff with like Jacksonville and um, with the Titans and like a couple others. So was getting definitely looked at a little bit. Um, didn't really uh, get out in front of green Bay um, until it was like August. It was in, it was preseason. I think it was like, I think the saints, Played came up to Lambeau in preseason. It was like that week, I think, or right around then, was when I was up there for a workout with a few other guys and had a pretty good showing. So um, they kind of kept me uh, kind of in their back pocket, if you will. Um, thought that maybe after having like one good workout, you know, maybe word would travel like to other teams, but it didn't. So was just kind of banking on, um, you know, uh, this this one workout I had w- with the Packers. So. Um, after the season ended after the lions game um they caught well I'm sorry it was it was before I think it was the Monday of that week it was like this it' was like January 2nd or something like that my agent had t- told me that they were gonna sign me um, and they said potentially to kick off in the playoffs if they had beat the lions but if not then they said like after the season it ended so the day after the game that they were gonna sign me to a futures deal just depending on how the game went so obviously I was glued to that game, um, on Sunday night football. Um, and then, um, after the loss the next morning, about 11 or so, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to fly you up tonight or whatever. So I think I signed on that Tuesday. Um, and, uh, you know, what felt really good about everything.
2: So how do you find out about that? You know, you hear these, uh, these stories of, Hey, you're, you're going to the league. How did you find out that you were going to be a Packard? Your agent call yeah. you or what did that look like?
3: Yeah. So the, I remember the exact moment was I was driving back. So in the bowl game, um, Carolina played Notre Dame. And so I was at the game just as like a spectator or whatever. Hadn't heard anything yet. was just, you know, going to the game because I have a, uh, my brother lives in Jacksonville. So stayed with him and watched the Carolina game next day, driving back with my sister um, on the way back from Jacksonville to Charleston. And we were like, I remember like, I mean, I can almost remember exactly where on the highway I was, I was, like going around some traffic in Savannah and was taking an off ramp. Um, and uh, right, right when I was kind of going on the ramp, my phone buzzed for my agent. And I was like, oh, normally that's uh, well, I wouldn't say it's ever really bad. It's usually good if that, if that's happening. So um, he, I just got a text. that just simply, it simply said you're in the NFL. And I was like, <laughs> Oh wow. That's, that's gotta be uh, one of the best texts I guess you can get right there. So I, uh, Waited for him to call me. And he said that Green Bay was going to sign me after the year and kind of gave me the scoop about what I had just explained about the Lions game and all that stuff. So, um, you know, immediately called, you know, mom, stepdad, uh, my dad, you know, all, all these people that, um, you know, are close to me and stuff. My fiance uh, called all them and they were, you know, super excited and shed a couple of tears and everything. So yeah, they were very excited
1: yeah for sure and I think it's it's really that's really interesting that you would have been potentially in line to kick in the playoffs we know you've got a big leg um so are, are you in terms of the the kickoffs do you have much experience covering kickoffs or you usually just kick it out of the end zone and nobody ever has to return it when when, when yeah. you get a hold of it
3: right yeah so I mean at Carolina I kicked off a lot in the early part of my career um and then just with uh, – well, we had a scholarship kicker come in, Mitch, who was, like, kind of doing kickoffs to kind of let me, you know, have f- focus on field goals just because it's just a little bit tougher to do both. And it's something that I'm comfortable doing. I did it early in my, in my career and all that. And um I feel like at Carolina, I probably had – oh, God, this is just a total guess – probably close to, like, 100 kickoffs maybe or something, probably hit touchbacks. And I would – it's probably in the around the 60% number or something like that um, – I don't exactly know for sure, but again, some of that was like four or five years ago. So that was when I was 185, 190. So I'm like 215, 220 range now. So I think like I can put a little bit more behind the ball. Um, and it's something I've definitely been working on because I know the, the fridge and winter is up there and stuff. The ball, it's, it's just simple, um, science, I guess that the ball just in the cold just doesn't travel as well. So it's going to be important to, you know, have that extra hang time and distance to stuff, you know, to be able to, you no know, hit touchbacks, but that's not really what it's all about. I know sometimes um, coaches and stuff want goal line with hang time to be able to pin teams even inside the 25 to gain some field position and stuff. So um, being able to be accurate and hit for hang time and stuff is, you know, just as important as distance, but I feel like I can, um, I'm able to do all three pretty well.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think Dane might have frozen up here, so we may have lost him here for a minute. Uh, But I do have a follow-up to that. Um, So you mentioned the cold. Uh, Coming from South Carolina, do you have much experience kicking off in cold weather, uh, or would that be something that would be a new um, thing for you or an adjustment that you would have to make?
3: Yeah, um, that'd be pretty new. I wouldn't say it's an adjustment. It would just be, like you said, like something new. just cause you don't really like change much when it's cold. It's just, you may going to lose, you know, a few yards. So, um, it, you may need to, like, if you're going for a touchback, lower the trajectory a little bit and hit more of like, kind of like a stinger, um, to get it go out, to go out of the back of the end zone. Um, but, um, but yeah, it kind of just depends. It'll be definitely a little different. We only had a couple of cold games in college. Um, but I don't think it's like a uh, end all be all thing, you know. For it to be cold, like you know, it, it's cold, but you just layer up, and um, shouldn't be too bad. Fortunately for me, my fiance lives in Cincinnati right now, so I I've been going up there and uh, kicking like in the cold and wind and stuff in Cincinnati. So I know it's not quite um, northern, or I guess it's mid mid to northern Wisconsin, but uh, it's definitely you know more of a uh, difficult element than Charleston or, or colombia but um, but yeah
1: yeah and I mean it's one of those things where you do adjust to you obviously and packers oftentimes practice outdoors as well even uh, on some days in the winter um, it, it, it's something that uh, I know a lot of Packer fans think about, uh, we've got obviously a guy. I, I don't know how familiar we are with him in Mason Crosby. He's been with the Packers forever. Um, uh, he's actually a free agent. So not sure if he will be back with the Packers. Uh, but how do you look at the opportunity as you move forward here and, and prepare for the offseason program? Knowing that as of today, you're the only kicker on the Packers roster.
3: Yeah. So right now I'm attacking it like, um, you know, like it's my job to lose. I think everybody, every single NFL player at every position would be saying that they do the same thing because I don't think the Packers would assign me unless they had an expectation for me to come in and do well and, um, you know, and to, and to kick for the Packers. Like, I mean, that's just logical sense right there. Like, you know, NFL team signs a kicker so that they'll kick for them. Like, you know, that's kind of the way I'm thinking about it and looking at it. And I know, Um, Mason's Mason has had a you know phenomenal career and has um, really just been you know walking um, success like everywhere he's been at Colorado and you know with Green Bay for so long like I mean he's um, really like a legend and probably someone that I would think would be in contention for the Hall of Fame at some point um, with like Vinatieri and some of those guys so um, yeah like I mean coming in kind of after him or maybe if they decide to bring him back alongside him and stuff that'd be great for me to Learn from him and stuff, you know. Like we're saying, with those adjustments and the cold and wind and all that, so it would be a great, you know, learning opportunity for me too. Um, but yeah, either way, you know, looking forward to getting up and working with with Pat um, and stuff, and you know, some of those uh, veteran specialists and stuff that have been around and definitely have a lot more um, knowledge about it, you know, than I do in terms of the winds, NFL stadiums, and different um, strategies and techniques and all that. So. Be a good learning opportunity either way.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I'm just kind of curious too, uh, when you came in for that workout, did you meet with any of the coaching staff or was that uh, mostly just front office personnel? And just take us behind the scenes. I, I don't expect you to tell us exactly what those conversations were, but um, were there some you know, discussions on the side as well that they wanted to pick your brain and just kind of see what your approach was uh, to the game and terms of your preparation or anything along those lines as well
3: right yeah that's a good question because a lot of people don't have a um insight to like what what an nfl workout really looks like and what that entails i didn't either really I, that was my first one like i had rookie mini camp stuff but that's a lot different from like a workout so um yeah so like i was saying um well i guess to answer kind of the beginning of your question um no, there were no coaches out there. I think they actually had practice because, like I said, that was in camp. So I think they were, like, the team was practicing. So that was, like, all personnel guys. Like, there were probably, like, 10 to 20 of them maybe, um, if I can remember right, and some video guys and stuff to film it. Um, so we just were kicking in, like, the Don Hudson Center. Um, and uh us um, see, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So it was in the indoors. There's, like, five of us kickers there. Um, and no, there weren't really, there wasn't really much of um, conversations like, you know, after we kicked or before we had kicked about um, kind of what our, uh, you know, our mental side was like, it was really just them watching us kick. That was, it was pretty, um, pretty simple. We did, we, I mean, the Packers all gave us shorts and stuff. So we all had matching, you know, shorts and the, uh, the shirts they had us wear and stuff. So we looked all pretty uniform and just went through a little script of some, field goals and then some kickoffs. And then, I mean, it only, it didn't last very long. I mean, it was pretty quick little thing there. Um, And then they got in contact uh, with my agent, you know, shortly after the workout and said that they were uh, pretty impressed and definitely interested.
1: Yeah. That's fantastic. And obviously you did well in that circumstance. Um, So congratulations for that. Um, So then just looking ahead a little bit, uh, what are some, some of the things that you're doing now as you're preparing for the offseason program, I, I realize it's only February, but uh, that's just right around the corner with, with some of the OTAs, uh, you know, minicamp, etc. That'll be coming up uh, post-draft here in the next couple of months. So are, are you kind of just trying to relax and stay fresh for the most part, or are there some particular things you're doing to ramp up just to yeah. get yourself prepared for, for those programs?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely attacking the weight room and like the, on the field work hard. Um, there's definitely some relaxation and stuff in that just because mentally it's just good to, I think, reset and get away every now and then or whatever, especially in the off season um, just cause it's like a long year, but I didn't just um, get off of like a football season. So I was doing, I've been doing basically the same thing for the past like 14 months since like last January, like for the all last year, I've been, pretty much kicking and working out like without really like much of a break. I mean, like I would give myself like some time off, but like, you know, there wasn't like some month, you know, where a whole month went by and I didn't, you know, work out and kick. Like I've been staying like really fresh the whole time. Um, So um, yeah, I mean, for right now, yeah, I've been working out like lifting um, like four times a week and then doing like sprint stuff, like um, trying to stay explosive and like, you know, stuff like that. Uh, like maybe twice um, and then like kicking like twice um, for right now. And then uh, that'll probably ramp up a little bit. Like I'll probably back off of like the workouts a little bit more and like add in a little bit more kicking um, for March because I go up there uh, April 17th. Oh, I guess mid to late March. That's probably when I'll switch it up. So I go up there April 17th and they said, show up, you know, uh, best shape of your life and ready to kick and everything. So um yeah, I just wanted, like, stay ready for that. But then, you know, maybe the week leading up, I'll kind of back off a little bit to stay fresh, you know, for that first week, you know, act where it where it really counts. So, um, yeah, but I, I don't have an exact script to it or, or whatever, like, for right now, just because I haven't been through an NFL offseason to know, like, maybe what works for me and what doesn't work. So I'm just you know, kind of doing what I did in college, just, you know, trying to, you know, stay strong and explosive and still kind of refine my technique kind of all at the same time. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just kind of curious, aside from some of the uh, former teammates that you had uh, from South Carolina, um, are there any other connections you've been able to to make on the team or will that likely have to wait until uh those otas actually start i'm just kind of curious if maybe any of the specialists uh jack coco pat o'donnell have reached out just to uh, introduce or chat with you at all or um if you're just kind of waiting to make some of those connections once you head yeah. back up to green bay
3: yeah yeah probably waiting um you haven't talked to either of the specialists um i know that pat um is like a big coles kicking guy which and i also work with coles um so he, I think trains down in Florida and stuff. And, um, I hope to get to work with them some this summer and stuff and definitely during OTAs and all that. Um, but, uh, no, haven't like, uh, they haven't, there hasn't been communication either way from, um, me, uh, to either of the specialists. Um, and I can't think of like another connection that I would have other than, um, JJ and Keyshawn. Um, haven't talked to Keyshawn yet um we weren't like super like I don't like I don't have Keyshawn I don't even have Keyshawn's phone number like we were teammates at Carolina I think for a year or two but we weren't like as close JJ and I are like pretty good friends and I I texted him the day before I signed I was like you ready to be teammates again and um like I watched his dog for like a month while he was my my girlfriend and I did well now fiance but he was like out of town for like a month in college like over a May or summer like that. So like watched his dog the whole time and Um, We were like co um, we were both like team captains, um, a permanent team captains um, our last year at Carolina and stuff. So, um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit closer with JJ. um, But uh, yeah, those two guys, um, I'm definitely looking forward to kind of teaming up with them again.
1: Yeah, for sure, and we got Dane back here, but I'll uh, let him warm up and catch up here in a moment. But um, speaking then, kind of, let's going back now. um, Do you reflect on that journey that you've had uh, going back? I'm just kind of curious before you know, just going. Maybe even back when when that football journey first started, you don't have to walk in detail through all of your your football career, but um, I, I know you had a really really nice career at South Carolina so uh, I'm just kind of curious if there were any particular um, you know challenges hurdles um, or you know successes along the way that you look back at now and you can point to to say is the big reason for why you are where you are today.
3: Yeah. So I would say, um, kind of to answer that, I almost have to kind of go back to like the end of high school. Um, So, well, I guess, well, let me jump to the beginning real quick. So I was a soccer player growing up. Um, The high school I went to was like nationally ranked for soccer. So I got cut from the soccer team and that's kind of when I transitioned to football. Um, Like I was devastated when that happened. I always wanted to play soccer. Like I'm actually wearing a soccer jersey right now. not really thinking about being on here, but it was just a, you know, sport I love and, um, ended up, you know, transitioning to kicking, and um, you know, did that all through high school. Um, did all right. Didn't really have like a lofty expectation to play in college. Just kind of thought that it may happen, it may not. Um, but if it did, I definitely wanted it to be at South Carolina or at Clemson. I just wanted to go to like a big in-state school. Um, luckily, um, I was able to land a tryout um, at Carolina, so I uh, decided to go there because I, I, well, I liked the academics first, and then got to the try out later on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went through the whole, like, you know, most college football players, um, that end up making it to the NFL and stuff. They know by the, maybe their sophomore, junior year in high school, that they're at least going to play or probably if not know what school, like I was sitting there graduating from high school, like high school is done, like summer going into college. I still had no idea where I was even going to, well, I thought I was going to go to Carolina, but didn't know that I was even going to play football. It kind of just lucked into it. Uh, They got the tryout in August of my freshman year, as soon as I like moved in and then uh, did pretty well, kind of same thing to like green Bay kind of had one chance. Like this was a one day tryout at Carolina. Like if I would have sucked that day, I would have probably never played. Like if, you know, same thing, green Bay, if I would have sucked at that workout in August, you know, probably wouldn't have got signed or let me rephrase that definitely wouldn't have got signed. So, um, you know, just kind of those trials and tribulations I went through um, I think helped, You know, prepare me for that because I've kind of been in those moments where it's like, okay, you know, today's pretty important day, you know, like put on your lucky underwear because, you know, this isn't going to be something where you really get a redo. So, um, yeah, so there are definitely moments and stuff like that that uh, help me help prepare me for this. And then same thing with playing in the games and stuff like, you know, SEC, I think, is really similar to the NFL in terms of um, almost every game is close, like almost every game is within seven. Uh, especially in conference, unless you are playing Georgia, um, and then uh, the stadiums uh, being as crowded as they are, um, similar to Lambeau. I'm sure what does Lambeau hold like eighty or ninety thousand? Like, um, Carolina, right, yeah, yeah. Carolina is right on it. You know, right on that same ballpark. So, so, same thing with the other. You know, like the Swamp and going to Clemson and to, into Athens and all that. So that's um, I think going to help translate well. I know Jamar Chase was. You know, I think he had like a big quote about that recently that like him playing at LSU, he thinks is a big reason why he's succeeding. So I kind of fall under that same path where I'm like, you know, I'm glad I glad I was able to like do that. Cause I think transitioning from like smaller schools and stuff like that to the, like the bright lights of the NFL would be a lot bigger deal. Cause um, you know, just the jump you're making, but.
2: And, and park, forgive my uh, technical difficulties here. Been really yeah. looking forward to talking with you. i um, so curious and 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 forgive me if this is something that you guys have touched on while I was trying to get back up um have you talked at all about the the mental side of the game and kind of the 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 kicking aspect there like what's your what's your mindset because you 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 talk about your tryout and how successful you were, and what you went. Did you go eight for eight in the Packer tryout, and you nailed a sixty-yarder yeah. in in warmups? Or is that correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. had a really, really good tryout for the Packers a number of months ago now. Um, but um, even uh, when we're talking about that to potentially earn a job, or or you know, if there's ninety thousand fans screaming. Uh, and you've got to go hit a big kick. What's your mindset? Because I've always loved talking with the specialists, right? Because you guys uh, are guys that have to be exceedingly mentally tough. You're guys that, um, when the 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 light shines, it shines exceedingly bright, and you got to go out and you have to perform. So, how do you perform? How do you go in uh, to to any of those big pressure situations uh, and succeed in doing so?
3: Right, yeah. I think anyone that's successful in those kind of moments would kind of have a similar mindset and approach to what I have which is to pretty much just treat every kick every kick the same like the way I prepare and the way I practice is that I try to put you know pressure on myself and uh those situations even if I'm at the field by myself and um you know just learning and trying to pr- uh, perfect my craft and what I do and so that I I have a fallback of when I get into a game and it's like a big kick that you know I've done I've practiced this kick thousands of times so it's like it's nothing different. Like you don't, you know, you should never have to change um, anything in those moments. So you shouldn't, you know, your mentality shouldn't change if if the physical part isn't really changing either. So um, obviously there's a lot of pressure in those kicks, a lot riding and, you know, making the playoffs or not, or, you know, going to a Super Bowl. like those are definitely, you know, big moments, but that's what you um, that's why you play the game is to be able to win the game for your team, for those guys you care about in the locker room. Um, you know, like I'm somebody that wants that opportunity. Like, I don't want to, I'd rather be down one kicking a field goal than up one watching the other guy kick a field goal. So, the, you'd rather have, you know, the ball in your court to be able to do something about it than, you know, sit on the sidelines. So, that's kind of the way I approach it. And I um, have confidence in myself as a kicker. So, um, you know, I look forward to kind of having those chances to win games. Like, I think at Carolina, I had like six or seven game winners. So, I've I've kind of been in those moments and stuff and uh in big games so I'm um, used to it and um yeah, I would always say kind of like I uh, I love this quote Tom Brady when he got asked about his favorite Super Bowl he says the next one so that's kind of what I would say like my favorite kick is the next one. So I I'm, I'm always hungry for more and um ready to kind of you know get up there and get after it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so just kind of curious you said you've gotten a little taste of Green Bay. You've been up there a couple of times uh, and this isn't that big of a deal, but I'm just kind of curious. You know, you're coming from, you know, Low Country uh, in South Carolina to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it's a little bit of a, a cultural shift, right? So, oh, yeah. um, just just wondering if if you've gotten a little taste of of what that will be like, and and what what some of the things were that maybe stood out to you as you've taken that in.
3: Um, oof, to tell you the truth, I really haven't. Um, I don't really. No, like, oh man, I don't really like know anybody from Wisconsin. You know that, like, I like, I just, um, well, actually, one of my sister's good friends is um, that she just met it. She's a freshman at Carolina. Is from up there, and uh, she's uh, she said her dad wants to take me ice fishing, which would be uh, new for me. But it says that he goes ice fishing somewhere around like Green Bay, I guess. And I'm like, well, dang, that's a, that's pretty different there because that's so that's ice. So that's what sub that's sub thirty two degrees. Uh, you know fishing so I'm I'm more of like the 85 degrees going in the Atlantic Ocean type of fisherman so um, that's quite the difference there Um, but yeah no I don't know really a ton about you know the culture of Green Bay and Wisconsin and like you know I know a lot of the football history and stuff and what it means to like play at Lambeau and that kind of stuff but in terms of um, you know changing over from eating sea fresh seafood to cheese curds. Like, I don't know, really. I haven't experienced that yet, but.
2: You will soon, man, you will soon. Um, uh, So it's very fascinating. I'm kind of curious then. Are are you going into a game? uh, You know, how do you prepare? Do you listen to music? What kind of music are you into? What types of things? You know what I mean? Some guys like to get really hyped up. You're at a much different position than say, uh, defensive end right so so Mm -hmm. um how do you mentally get to kind of that even spot where you're able to perform at at the highest level
3: yeah so I don't um I don't I used to so (laughs) I kind of went on a let's see it kind of went in three stages early in my career I listened to like a bunch of rap I was trying to hype myself up at Carolina you know trying to like like oh man we're about to play a game but it's like then I well I last like couple years I kind of just switched to country it was kind of just more of like a relaxing kind of you know chill me out like before a game and um and then my my very last season when I was like probably the most successful at Carolina um and it this didn't have everything I mean this was a small piece of it maybe and it may have it probably had not much effect but I didn't even like really listen to any music at all I was like the only one on the bus sitting there without headphones just cuz I just kind of felt like um I was already ready to play I kind of like you know I was like I don't need some song on the bus to like hype me up. You know what I mean? Like I want to, you know, mentally think like, I want to think about, you know, making kicks and stuff and concentrate on my job on the way over, um, you know, and not really like focus on some song or something like that. So, yeah, I just kind of like, I just kind of chill, relax, treat it like, like I guess. And I also don't listen to music like before practice. So I wouldn't, you know, change, you know, that either. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want to, prepare differently for a game versus practice. Like I want that to be as streamlined as possible. So don't really do like any music or anything like that. Just kind of go into the game and treat it like it's any other day.
1: Yeah, for sure, Parker. So you're a fisherman. You like country music. Um, I'll tell you what, if you, uh, if if you happen to mention that your favorite beer is PBR or Miller light, you're going to fit right in with everyone up in green Bay right off the bat. But um, um and all serious yeah in all seriousness um what are some of the other things that uh define you as a person not as a football player but just taking a look out, outside the field I know you you mentioned that you recently got engaged so congratulations that'll be Thank a you. a big life moment certainly coming up for you but I I'm, I'm just kind of curious uh, who is parker white uh, the dude outside of football. What would you tell Packer fans out there about about some of the things that you're into as yeah. a as a person?
3: Right. Yeah. So first thing, you know, first and foremost in my life is I'm a man of God and um I have a close relationship with Jesus and um, my fiance does too and stuff. So um that's you know a good bonding moment for us and uh really close to my family. Um, uh, pretty much my entire family lives within. Mm, man, at least, well, my mom's side lives within at least like a probably a five to ten mile radius. Like, we're all in Mount Pleasant, so I have a lot of kind of family get togethers and stuff. So, um, they're gonna be packing that bus out to drive 18 hours up to Lambo, um, on some Sundays, hopefully. But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of, um, like a little bit about me, I'd say, in terms of like hobbies, slash like interests, um, playing Xbox with my buddies and stuff, like friends from college and from high school and stuff, playing. I mentioned earlier about soccer, so I, I play FIFA and Call of Duty and stuff with them. So just like any other special, like when I went up to Green Bay, we were in the players' lounge, and there was like one account when I turned on the Xbox after our workout. So we were gonna, I was uh, there was another kicker there. We were gonna play FIFA, so we load up the Xbox after the workout, and there was one account that I had signed in before, and it was it was Cross Kicks too. So i let you <laughs> take a guess who who was in there playing Xbox. So I guess all specialists are the same um so yeah so that's kind of like a little bit about you know what i do um you know kind of just like any other regular person just like to um you know like golf that's another um like i'm sure a lot of mason's answers uh if if y'all ever talked to him for those questions are pretty probably pretty similar to mine fishing golf xbox hanging out with whatever you know just same old same old family man like that just a normal guy that's kind of what i would consider myself
2: it's so, and I want to be mindful of your time. You, you've been super generous. Um, what do you know what number you're going to be wearing yet? How are fans going to, you don't know yet. Um, yeah. kind of, you were 43, right? In college. So yep. just kind of curious. Do you have anything in mind? And, and also, um, are there any, um, when the fans are watching you out there, I mean do, do you have a part of the game that you prefer? Do you love kicking off? do you love hitting field long long distance field goals? you know what kind of kicker do you like to mold yourself after
3: um yeah, like well. Let me answer that with a question real quick. You mean a specific kicker I try to model myself yeah. after or just Is, a, a is there a time? specific
2: kicker uh, uh, or, or do you kind of take pieces of, of different, you know, kickers out there? Because, you know, I, I think uh, the Packer fans, generally speaking, I, I'd like to think are a pretty educated bunch. They, they follow the team extremely closely. So just didn't know if there are any um, particular kickers out there that you watch and go, oh, I kind of like I like this guy's swag or I like this guy's game right. or I like how he kicks off here. You know, just kind of curious overall.
3: Mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah to answer the first question I kind of already shook my head so you knew I didn't have my number but uh I've actually checked the roster like a couple times since I've got signed I'm like let's see if they posted it nope haven't because I don't know if I if they pick for me or if I'm a pick if I'm allowed to pick if I'm allowed to pick I don't know if anyone has it but I would like three just because if you know I'm not gonna wear 43 in the NFL and I like three better than four so um it's also field goals worth three so that was kind of my rationale there of wanting three, if I can get it, haven't even looked at the roster to see if someone has it, but um, no, it should not. be free.
2: Uh, I think okay. three's open right now, man. If I'm yeah,
3: so, yeah. 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 So that would be my choice if I get to pick. Um, but yeah, don't have any insight to that. And then in terms of modeling my game after somebody, um, a lot of people like professional athletes say like, Oh, I'd like to say I'm the first so-and-so, but it's like, it's like, you know, like there's always role models. Like, so i That's definitely not my answer. Like, I would say that the guys I really like to watch, um, just to name a couple, I would say number one of a guy who's, like you said, like whose swag and um, technique and mentality would probably be Robbie Gold. Um, He's so – I'd say my style is pretty similar to him. It's I'm pretty, like, you know, compact. It's not like – like, Justin Tucker's great, but his technique is, like, so hard to replicate after because he's so – far from the ball. And like, he'd so, he's so explosive and like everything that he does, it's like, there's not many other people that kick like that, but Robbie's, um, my style is very similar to him. Um, and, uh, like he, like one time I heard he was training in Charlotte with this coach that I've trained with. And, um, there was like a bunch of high school kids out there. He was helping coaching and he was like, you know, talking crap to like the high schoolers, like competing against them and like, you know, just being a competitor and just being, having fun with it and stuff. So that's kind of like, kind of what I like to do too. Um, and then just kind of his um, demeanor and stuff on the sidelines from just watching games on TV and stuff and just coming up in those clutch moments. I'd say uh, Robbie Gold's a big one and definitely, you know, all his success because he's kind of in the same boat as Mason of, you know, an 18 to 20 year vet. That's um, made a killing off of this, that, um, um, you know, it's just done so great. So, and again, Mason's one of those guys too, where it's kind of same kind of clutch, even keel demeanor, um, really simple form doesn't try to do too much Um, you can throw Ryan suck up in there too he was a Carolina guy before me Um, we're just very you know we're two-step kickers so that's like um, just going like right left kick versus like some guys do a jab step with their left foot first like so all those guys are two-step guys that are uh, very smooth like that's the number one thing just being smooth hitting the ball just nice and easy not trying to do too much so that's kind of how I approach field goals, at least. Um, and as far as kickoffs, that's a different mentality. Um, once there's a kickoff guy, I really model after, but it's kind of kickoff is more of a C ball kill ball type of like, you know, just, you know, destroy that out of the back of the end zone or sometimes, you know, there's where we try to get more hang time, but that's a little bit, um, not as refined. I, w- I wouldn't say as kicking field goals.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I'm just kind of curious as you talk through the different form and technique. I, I mean, obviously visually we can see that as fans, but, um, it, it does make me ask though, you, it, from your standpoint, uh, everything that goes into timing, uh, with snap, hold, and then your plant leg and, and then the follow through and kick. And I mean, I know there's probably a few more nuances than that, but, um, uh, how much of that timing in particular is the responsibility of the snap and holder and how much of that is your reading of that snap and hold, I guess, meaning are they playing off you or are you more off them? Um, certainly every snap and hold is going to be slightly different, but they're trying to be as consistent as possible as well. So I'm, I'm kind of curious how all of those things come together from your perspective.
3: Yeah. So, um, There's never been really like a great kick without a great snap and a great hold, you know? So it's like, that's kind of like the alley-oop to the dunk. So, um, you know, really important part of it. And I know I've never really worked with like really NFL guys before, I don't think, Um, or or, or, I guess current NFL guys. I've worked with guys in college that ended up going to the NFL, um, but haven't really worked with current guys, I don't think. So um, at that level, I mean, they're so good and so consistent. Like when's the last time you've seen, a bad snap like um, like in an NFL game like you almost never see that like they're probably the most consistent some of the most consistent athletes in the world that are, are long snappers in the NFL because um, like you just they I mean they never mess up like especially some of the veteran guys and it's just it's pretty incredible so um you can almost bank on that at least in the NFL like every time and that you know the, the good snap sets up the good hold so yeah I'm definitely keying off of them um and kind of like I have my eyes on the spot the whole time, so I'm waiting for the holder's left hand to come up off the ground to help catch the ball, and then that's kind of when I go. And then I can also mm. kind of perift the ball and see it, you know, even though I'm not concentrating on it, I can see the ball coming back. So just kind of have that – just repping that over and over again helps you with your timing of of when to go. But, um, you know, especially in NFL, it should be pretty smooth. It's, it's, it's a bigger deal in college with, you know, snappers and holders that maybe aren't as – polished as the NFL guys.
2: Cool. Well, I I just want to thank you man for coming on and taking the time. Wags if you have anything else on your plate. I I just, you know, means a ton to us, I think, and to our listeners are going to love this one. And dude, we just we we wish you a ton of luck out there. We're going to be rooting like crazy for you. Go earn that job, man, and and go and go be the kicker for the Packers. I mean, if you look back in the history of the kickers, we've had some kickers last a very long time in Green Bay. So we're going to be rooting for you like crazy to go and earn that job.
3: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And um, Forgive me for asking this, but we always like to ask, guys, can you give us a a nice Go Pack Go before you jump off?
3: Yeah, uh, this is my first one. Go Pack Go. Go Go
0: Pack Go. Parker White,
2: kicker for the Green Bay Packers. Thank you so much, Parker, for joining tonight.
3: Yep, thanks, Dane. The pleasure was all mine. Thanks, Wag.
1: Thanks, Parker. Yep, have a great, great night. Appreciate it. You too. Yep. All right, so now I think we can take a quick break and transition then into DraftKings Sportsbook. And of course, it's not football season, uh, so NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly.
2: Wags, uh, for a limited time, All new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. You Just go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I'm going to say that again. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, I've, I've been going all in on the Bucks this year, Wags, and that's what I love doing with the, this. Milwaukee Bucks team is so much fun. Call me a homer all you want, um, but, but they've just been a ton of fun to watch lately. Giannis is an absolute beast, um, and NBA is a ton of fun to bet on. It's a ton of fun to just hang out, watch those late-night games sitting on the couch, uh, and watch those West Coast games come to fruition. So, uh, folks, go to DraftKings Sportsbook app now.
1: Yep, and use promo code DHPN. So new customers can bet $5 on NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings sportbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DHPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Um, all right. So, Dane, that was really cool. Um, folks, I, this is what we like to do here on Lombardi's Legends. Uh, we bring in these guys, and um, as we noted, uh, Parker White is the kicker uh, on the Green Bay Packer roster right now. And, of course, we don't know what's going to happen uh, with Mason Crosby. You speculated in our end-of-season review, Dane, that Mason Crosby may have played his last game as a Packer. Uh, so uh, I certainly... Don't expect, um, that Parker is going to be handed the job by any means. And so they're probably not done, uh, evaluating and bringing, uh, maybe another guy or two in, even if Mason isn't back. Uh, but that being said, um, he's got to feel pretty good about having a leg up, uh, if you will, uh, on the competition and the, the knowing where he's going to be uh, as he is into the off-season program, getting a full off-season program, hopefully for him and a full camp, to show what he can do.
2: Yeah, you're right, Wags. Um, and, and I agree. I, I look at um, what Parker's career was there, down there in South Carolina. I mean, we said it, but the leading point, um, point getter in history down there, and he's close to automatic. Um, in, in kicks, I think he missed one field goal last or two seasons ago. His last season in 2021, extremely steady. He's got a huge leg. Um, I know that, uh, and this is not a bash Mason Crosby session because Mason's one of the all-time great Green Bay Packers. But I think everybody saw, um, you know, the the um, leg power was starting to strain a little bit, and um, while we don't know. Um, you know, what Parker's going to be able to do under that kind of pressure at Lambeau Field, game in and game out. What I took from this interview is he's a really steady guy. He's a guy who's clearly focused. He's a guy that wants the ball. Um, you know uh, the fact that he said I'd rather be down one kicking a field goal as opposed to the other team, uh, uh, you know us up one and the other team kicking it. I love that mentality. He has an absolutely massive leg. I thought it was a big revelation that they thought about bringing him in uh, to to be the kickoff specialist if they were to beat Detroit. Um, The Packers have gone through a lot of kickers in the last couple of years. And after all those kickers, um, right now, Parker White is the one that stands in Green Bay. So I think he he has as good a shot as anybody. And if Mason Crosby doesn't come back, Wags, it's an open competition. And I would uh, honestly say that I think Parker White has an inside track to to earn a job in Green Bay.
1: Well, he does for now. And, yeah, I was going to make note of that too. That's an interesting insight into what the front office was looking at there. And I know Mason – You know, he he wasn't fully healthy at the end of the season either. So I think they probably were trying to protect him uh, from having to have those kickoff duties. That said, uh, you mentioned the leg strength, and I mean Mason at 38, he's going to be 39 if he continues to play next season, covering kicks. You don't like the kicker to have to be involved, but, dude, having a 39-year-old guy have to cover kicks as that last line of defense is not ideal. Mason keeps himself in terrific shape. So as you said, this is absolutely nothing against Packer Hall of Famer Mason Crosby at all. But I do think that might give a little bit of an indication of what the front office might be thinking is, is they're ready? Cause they're not going to have one guy do kickoffs and, and another guy do kicks. That's just not going to happen. Uh, they might have, you know, a kicker on the practice squad, like they've done the last couple of years with the expanded roster and pr- expanded pr- practice squads. Uh but I do not see them uh devoting multiple fifty three man roster spots to multiple kickers, so uh they're gonna go out and try to find that guy, uh whether that's Parker White or someone else uh, but we don't have anyone else like I said uh that they're looking at so um he does definitely have uh the inside track as of right now um and certainly he'll be getting some extra reps in I, I think early on in the process so um he should have plenty of opportunity to continue to show what he can do.
2: Yeah. How fun, man. And yeah, 60 yard field goals. That's, those don't just grow on trees, right? I mean, the guy's got a huge leg. Can't say it enough. So I know he played down on warmer weather, but he comes up there. Um, I just, I think that he can kick the heck out of the football. So it's going to be, it's going to be cool to see. And I just love talking to these specialists, um, you know, about their approach and the way he was talking about, um, you know, when he decided that the two-step kick, that when he starts moving, when the ball, you know, when the the holder puts the hand up, all that stuff is just super fun and it's interesting to to hear a guy talk about. So really excited to, to root for Parker and see what he does uh, coming up in OTAs and then hopefully through training camp and beyond.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, Dane, I don't really have anything else to add. I, I'm almost tempted to, to get into some of the uh, – uh, Roster, um, uh, contractor restructures that have taken place, but maybe it would be better since, uh, this was uh, an episode about Parker to save that discussion, save it for next time. Yeah. There's news, but there could be even more news by the time time we come back and and get into some more of uh, the off-season discussion. So um, certainly some things to talk about, but I'm expecting that there will be even more uh, in the next week or two as we patiently wait uh, for some of the additional big-time dominoes to fall. But, um, Dane, I I think this about covers us here for tonight as far as uh, having the opportunity – uh, to once again have a uh, Green Bay Packer on the podcast, um, in kicker Parker White, and uh, really happy that we had the opportunity to uh, kind of show all of you guys out there what this guy's about and and who he is and and what you can expect, and uh, hopefully now recognize as a name instead of saying who's that that's kicking uh for the packers right now um well if you listen to lombardi's legends uh you're in the know and, and you get the inside scoop so uh, folks thanks so much for following along participating sorry we didn't really get to get to some of the questions in the chat tonight but really appreciate all of you and um as always be legendary and go
0: pack go, go pack go
1: Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show sure with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad
0: sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.